Welcome to the Essay for FA's Asset Allocator Podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors. I'm your host, Gil Weinrich, and today we will discuss how or whether we can summon the nerve to invest in stocks at nosebleed prices. How does one go about that? I argue that there's always some pocket of value in the market, and even after this historic bull market, there remains untouched inventory in the bargain basement. An awful lot of money is poured into stocks since this time 12 years ago, when the market began its exceptionally long recovery from the global financial crisis. According to Bank of America research, some $452 billion have flowed into equities since 2009. That is not surprising, but I confess to having been shocked to learn that those equity flows pale in significance next to the $576 billion that have gushed into equities during the past five months. Did you get that? Despite the stock market frenzy we've seen since 2009, fund flows have exceeded that performance by 27% in just the past few months. The usual question provoked by this phenomenon is, is it time to flee the irrational exuberance before it too blows up? I'll remind listeners that when Alan Greenspan made his infamously skeptical remark during the dot-com bubble, the market was only getting going, with years of gains ahead. Now, I make no predictions. The market may collapse later today. Rather, I am noting that there are no clear signs of when one is supposed to sell and go home. As the saying goes, markets can remain irrational longer than you can remain solvent. So be wary of fighting the trend. That trend is based on recovery from corona, stimulus checks, bored stuck-at-home day traders, and above all, a Federal Reserve committed to keeping interest rates at zero, thus promoting stock market risk. But we should be wary of going with the flow as well, because it will one day, or one year, change on a dime, right when you're not looking. That's why I prefer a value approach. I like the idea of purchasing something whose value is unrecognized and which has room to run, so I don't have to pay close attention. The ancient Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu stated that the ideal ruler for China would be one who sat quietly doing absolutely nothing. I think that's the ideal portfolio manager as well. But that's increasingly hard to do. According to market commentator Charlie Bilello, 95% of S&P 500 stocks are above their 200-day moving average, close to the highest level ever. I searched for just such a peaceful stock in my March 23rd podcast, identifying Argentine agricultural company Cresud as a potential value. It was trading at $4.71 that day, and I noted I was going to take some time to think through whether I wanted to buy it. Well, as the saying goes, you snooze, you lose. It's now trading at $5.87, a jump of a quarter in just three weeks. There was another stock I had been thinking about a year ago. I just took a look at it, and it has increased in value sevenfold since then. And yet between those two, I have greater regret for not buying the stock that went up 25% than for not buying the one that went up 700%. That is because this latter stock was a wild energy stock. I wouldn't have known when to sell it. I couldn't be at peace with it. Cressud, on the other hand, was a bit closer to my Lao Tzu ideal of something I could set and then forget. This is a really important point that I think is lost on many investors and therefore bears contemplating. In buying a stock, there is a great potential for losing money. 
The wise approach is therefore to carefully analyze the investment, allow time before deciding, and above all, spread one's bets. In contrast, only a fool commits a large amount of capital to a high-risk investment. A couple or more years ago, I explained why I thought buying a South Korea ETF made sense, arguing there was value in the South Korean economy that was underappreciated. That ETF more or less remained at its low price for two years, but today it is the number one country fund of the past year. Investing requires patience. I raised the examples of stocks I didn't buy or bought too early to emphasize that past experience permits investors to have a more sanguine approach to the future. Instead of the excitement of the Dow Jones, how about the placidity of Dao Te Ching? I'm sure I'm saying it wrong, but I'm referring to that aforementioned Taoist Chinese philosophy regarding sitting and doing nothing. In short, my goal is a peaceful portfolio, which is what I think a value approach can offer. That said, I don't want to minimize that value stocks can still be quite volatile. There's an even better way to reduce portfolio volatility that I've recommended countless times before. Maintain a high proportion of cash. It minimizes the fluctuation of your portfolio's value while offering the optionality of buying stocks when they offer value. A win-win in my book. Okay, so I missed out on Crestsuit, but my quest for achieving a peaceful portfolio for equities with equanimity continues. My search for a suitable stock will be the subject of my next podcast. This is Gil Weinrich for Seeking Alpha.